All right, Dave Player here on 720 WGN. So I triple dog dare you to watch the long-awaited sequel to the holiday movie classic, A Christmas Story. It's called A Christmas Story Christmas, available now on HBO Max. Now the now-grown Ralphie returns to Cleveland Street in Indiana to give his kids a magical Christmas like the one he remembers and a reconnect with childhood friends Schwartz and Flick, his younger brother Randy, bully Scott Farkas, and more. And Peter Billingsley is back as Ralphie. He's also the executive producer of the film, and he joins us right now. Peter, welcome in. Welcome back to Chicago and WGN. Thank you. It's great to be here, and of course, great to be back in the city. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so the idea of bringing these characters back on this really holiday classic, it's been kind of a long time in the making, hasn't it? It, Well, to say the least, it's been 39 years (laughs) uh, since we made the original movie. So we might be one of the longest sequels i think in hollywood history but um you know it's it's certainly the kind of thing that you want to get right and you really have to get right and at least feel confident going in um so we were able to build 11 houses of old cleveland street including the parker house and the bumpus house next door it was really important for us to feel like audiences were transported back into this world got as you mentioned the entire kid cast came back um so to reconnect with those characters and just love the idea of ralphie being a dad now and you know, that sort of struggle, I think it's that idea when you're a kid, you want the perfect Christmas gift. But then when you're a parent, you want Christmas to be perfect for your kids. Yeah. And that was kind of a great starting point and sort of the start of another quest for him. Well, as executive producer, you talk about building these structures. I mean, when was the moment that you kind of stood back and saw this street all ready to go? Did it just, it must have blown your mind. It totally did. So we were, we had already been shooting um, (laughs) and they were literally just finishing up the final coat of paint on the Parker house and the rest of them were done. And I just kind of stood there and they started blowing snow on the ground um, and in the trees just had this sensation sort of wash over me. Like, man, I'm back. And I called all the cast who were at the hotel and I said, guys, you got to get down here right now. This is it. Like (laughs) you're back on the street (laughs) and then piled out of the van and it kind of had an emotional reaction as well. You know, there's, there's a lot of nostalgia in the film. We just really tried to make a film that I think, is in many ways something that families want to watch over Christmas. Um, You want to connect with family. You want to have that sense of nostalgia. And I think it sort of celebrates and has fun with all the anxiety that can go into Christmas, but, you know, also all the hope and promise of Christmas Day. Absolutely. I got to see the screener, and I will say that your character, and you said you got to be true, you got to be true to all of this to really grab those fans of the original movie. And I will say, Ralphie, the character, is still a dreamer, uh, still yes. relentless enough not to take no for an answer from anybody because that's what he learned yes. from from the character of his father, which I think you honor very well here. I, I think it's really the character itself very true to the original. Yeah, well, those are really the two kind of early pillars that we grabbed onto. You know, you look back at that first one. I mean, poor Ralphie is just, dra- I mean, he's fighting bullies. His teacher's giving him bad grades. They're saying he's going to shoot his eye out. Santa Claus is kicking him in the face. You know, but he doesn't stop. He just keeps forging ahead. Yeah. It's a nice quality for a protagonist in the movie, and I do like the aspect that he's still a dreamer. He's not really where he wants his life to be. He has those dreams and also those kind of nightmares, of, mm-hmm. you know, which is also relatable. We often think of what's the worst thing that could possibly happen, and your mind kind of, kind of spins out. But ultimately... He's a dad, he's a husband, and he's just trying to put on a great Christmas for him. Let me ask you this. Now, you, you talked about so much of the original cast getting back together. How was that, actually being in one room with these people when you were just a kid was, working with? Yeah, it was. You know, we've kept in touch over the years, seen each other sort of in piecemeal. Um, but it's really the first time that we were all able to be together. 
And it's just, you know, it's an interesting thing, I think, when you go through a movie like that. We no doubt formed a bond on the set, but it was an interesting movie. When it came out, it didn't do very well. I mean, it did fine. But, you know, there was no cable, no video, and it just slowly but surely started gaining this traction. And so it was sort of fun for us to get together at certain landmarks, maybe 10-year, 20-year, and see this movie was really starting to gather a really large fan, fan base, which was something we never thought in 1983 after it had come out. You thought, well, right, it was moody, came, left, and that was it. You're kind of moving on to the next. So the movie, when it first came out, though, it, it did okay. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't gangbusters. Yeah, fine. It did okay. It no. did okay. But when That's you, right. But, Peter, when you look at every list, I mean, anywhere, and you, and you look up top 20, top 10, top 50 Christmas movies, Christmas Story is at the top of the list with It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas yeah. Vacation, Elf, mm-hmm. Home Alone, yep. Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. But, but I'm talking like top, it's either one or it's two, it's right Mm -hmm. up there. So, I mean, this is just part of tradition for so many that grew up with it and have introduced that movie to a whole new generation, if not generations. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that started to become, I think, a little more evident in the 90s. Um, You just started seeing it kind of getting these tracks. I think it even hit, you know, cult status first. And it was like, oh, that's cool. It's a cult movie now. But then it just penetrated into the mainstream. And it's, you know, it's... I. A lot of people ask me why that is. I can tell you the one big takeaway is people really relate to the Parker family. They feel like it's a very real family. They feel like it's their own family. And I think having grown up with them for so many years, they really start to feel as though it's their own family. So, you know, we knew, as as you're saying, we were sort of on sacred ground here, um, yeah. treading back into these characters, into this world. And we certainly took, you know, a lot of time and a lot of care in that. Darren McGavin's character, who played your father in the original, really, I really think he did a great job making sure he lived on through this movie. Yeah, well, it's such a great relationship in the first movie between Ralphie and his old man. Um, you know, it's the old man who gets him the gun. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the only guy that Ralphie never asked for. it, But he just knew it's that sort of beauty of fathers and sons. Um, and so, you know, this movie does start with the passing of the old man and it really honors him. And I think it honors Darren himself. And I think kind of dads everywhere, you know, it's just, um, it's a, a legacy like that as a parent would live on for a long time and certainly have an impression on Ralph. And so he has some pretty big shoes to fill and certainly feels the pressure when he's tasked with now putting on Christmas, which his dad had hosted always. Yeah, no question. And the original movie narrated by Gene Shepard, of course, the story was based on one of his short stories. And as right. an adult, Ralphie, you've, you've taken over that role as well. Yeah, that was maybe one of the most intimidating aspects of doing this. And, you know, Gene Shepard, as you said, was it was a radio host, I think, WR yeah, in New yeah, York. New York, yeah. And had iconic status nationally and was a syndicated great voice of the radio with these great stories. Um, and it's very hard to replace that. And, you know, obviously Gene has passed. And we kind of played around with, with some folks that sort of sounded like him, um, but it ultimately just didn't feel right. And I think, you know, very much it, it was kind of him as an adult narrating Ralphie's story in the first one. And so it just felt much more logical for me to do it. But I will tell you, know, I, I, I can tell you this, we researched the microphones that they had gotten for the original movie. Wow. Um, Mark Mangini, our sound designer, did an amazing job finding those. We got it. So we really were trying to recreate the quality as best as possible. And we were also able to option a lot of his other books 
So a lot of the words you'll hear ah. in the narration are actually his, which his is words. why it feels a lot more like him. Correct. That's very. So cool. that was sort of just another, you know, bucket on the list of things we wanted to accomplish before we tackled this. Day Pliers 720 WGN. We're talking about the new movie on HBO Max, A Christmas Story Christmas with Ralphie Peter Billingsley. I have to ask you, when you were uh, actually writing this movie, and I and I thought about this as a, as a parent, that mm. it's not all about the gifts for the kids. It's about the experience. And I know I try to relive some of those things my parents did, my grandparents did for me. Yeah. And that's really the true mission of this movie is making sure they fig- they experienced what you did, the character of Ralphie did growing up in Indiana. Yeah, I I think that's very well said. That is what you want. And it's <laughs> it's tough to do because yeah. it seemed like your parents so effortlessly did it. It came together. It often felt so magical as a kid. And then you're trying to right. figure out, yeah. you know, like you're trying to crack the code, yeah. but there isn't one. You know, and there's a there's kind of a great line in the movie where Ralphie's frustrating. He said, "My dad made it all look so easy," <laughs> and you know, and the wife says, "Well, it's not easy. They just made it look that way." You know, and there's kind of some truth in that. Like sometimes you just sort of have to let go and kind of let it be. But I think you're right. That's really what you do care about, um, and you certainly try your best. But I do feel that you know, it's it, a lot of families can relate, despite the fact that we're sometimes in rooms with relatives or people that maybe were not as fond of at times. Um, there's something about Christmas morning that is pretty magical. And often the day kind of takes care of itself. If you can get there, yeah, um, right, right. you know, when you wake up in the morning, there's kind of nothing like that great feeling Christmas, Christmas morning. Now I have to ask, you know, when you were putting all this together and building the houses and trying to make it as authentic as you can, like how much like did Warner brothers have as far as footprints of the houses and everything, they have such an amazing archive was this easy to I find? I agree with you. Yeah. Unfortunately, <clears throat> zero. Oh, no. Um, oh. Because all, so much of that stuff started, I think, afterwards, like the DVDs and everything. You know, people really realized what they had when they started doing the featurettes and everything. So we really, you know, uh, our production designer, Rusty, did an amazing job by just really trying to figure out some, you know, scale based on it. We really had a lot of reference of the original film. And the house is shot pretty well, and you can begin to figure out um, what heights and proportions should be. But it was a challenging task. Um, and there were, you know, some set photos and other things. But we really feel like we were able to nail it, and he and his team did an amazing job of it. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. You've told me this once before, Peter, but t- share with folks what memorabilia you have from the original, because you've got a little stash yourself. I, I, I do, and listen, I'm very fortunate because... I had done a lot of stuff and my mom would always grab a little keepsake from movies or commercials, you know, not thinking it would have any value other than personal value to you. You know, Oh, that's the shirt from that movie. Sure. So I have, um, which all this stuff now I had to put into a humidity controlled vault because (laughs) I have the original BB gun. I have the original cowboy suit from the fantasy from the Western fantasy. Um, and I have the only bunny suit that was ever made. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right it's kind of great to have, for sure. Uh, you know, none of it fits anymore, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, but it's certainly nice to have it. That's very cool. So then you do have, if your mom grabbed it, you do have that uh, that first Hershey bottle, because I remember you doing Hershey's commercials. 
Yeah, I did that Missy Marvin ad campaign. I think I have the original eyeglasses from that and some other stuff. It just was amazing. She was really great about just saying, hey, let's just keep a little something. It will be fun. Again, so much of my career, there were no no aspirations of it really becoming much of anything other than maybe just a positive experience as a kid to do stuff. Yeah. It was the 1970s when I was doing this stuff, and the business was very different back then. There wasn't branding and right. building companies and, right, you know, right, all right. this stuff. So it just was, you know, yeah, if you're behaving yourself, you know, you'll have an opportunity to go do some fun things. That's you right. Know? That's right. Uh, before I let you go, the Christmas Story original house that was shot for exteriors that's in Cleveland it was restored many years ago, turned into a museum. You know it's up for sale now, right? I did. I heard that. Yeah, that yeah. just broke. I've actually never been. Um, but heard the, yeah, he's sort of got like a gift shop and I think some of the rooms match. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite something just how many tentacles this movie seems to continue to touch. No question at all. A Christmas story, Christmas, watch it now on HBO max, uh, Peter Billingsley. Thanks for jumping in with us once again and happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it very much.